Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Okay. Um, I had borrowed a book um, that's by an author named Caroline Leaf. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's um, a fascinating lady that has a very scientific mind and describes um, different ways of doing things and processes that happen in your brain when it comes to the limbic system and just the way you're wired. And I was reading through the book and I thought, this is just so amazing. I love the medical world. I love science and I love hearing how people are wired and what their giftings are and why they do things a certain way. So I was reading in the book and then I just had this random thought. Was I thought, okay, I'm very visual. I've always been into like prophetic art for the last at least 25 years. I've been doing prophetic images, painting, and I know there's other people that are really um, like numbers people. Paul's a numbers person. I've got a son that if you show him a blueprint of an Ikea pack that nobody can assemble, he'll put the thing together. He has that kind of 3D thinking. And then I just had this random thought because I thought, okay, I'm kind of understanding how we're all wired and how that can um, get you into a certain job where you're just wired for that, like a kinetic hands-on person would be a carpenter or somebody that has leader, teacher skills, like Paul would end up being a boss. You know, he's the boss. Um, I thought, I wonder what God is. I wonder how God is wired. And I thought, well, we're all made in his image, right? We all have aspects of him, so he's probably everything. He's probably kinetic and visual and a boss, creator, artist. He's probably everything. And then I got to the topic that I'm talking about today. And this, the title of this message is, The Joy of the Lord is, is My Strength. Do you guys know that verse? It's in Nehemiah, Nehemiah. Nehemiah. I say Nehemiah because I lived in Holland and sometimes I pronounce it the Dutch way, but Nehemiah. 8 verse 10, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I always used to see that as I feel the joy of the Lord and it's my strength. Does it make sense? The joy of the Lord is my strength. I remember back in my early 20s when I came to the Lord, I went to this church that was very charismatic and full of joy and um. I had a brand new set of friends that I just met and was kind of trying to adapt to the whole Christian life and wanted to be seen as spiritual like they were and, you know, didn't want to embarrass myself. Um, There was a guy that walked in the back and it was midnight and he had sunglasses on. And I just looked at it and for some reason it made me laugh. Like to this day, I don't know if he was an angel, or, but he had sunglasses on and it was midnight. And one of my friends said, I wonder why he's got sunnies on. And I said, oh, he's probably seen the light. And it made me laugh, but I got hit by the joy of the Lord. And me trying to hold it together, just lost it. I couldn't stop laughing. And an hour and a half later, I was roaring with laughter was I got filled by the joy of the Lord. I could feel it. And I was so embarrassed because I was almost sliding off my chair. And, you know, like my sides were hurting. And 
you know, and my friends were all staring at me like, well, I don't know why it's that funny. It actually wasn't, but I got filled by the joy of the Lord. It wasn't about the sunnies. It was about experiencing that joy. So I've always, like, viewed that verse of the joy of the Lord is my strength as a revelational kind of download that you can receive from the Holy Spirit. But what if we turn it around? What if it's actually really about the joy of the Lord and not about what I feel? What if it's about his joy? And why is his joy my strength? It's an interesting question, isn't it? When you look at what joy is, it's the opposite of anger. You can't actually be angry and joyful at the same time. It's just not possible, right? So today, I want to have a look at that word joy and why there's such an amazing revelation in that Bible verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The word that's used in that specific verse is the word chedfa. Um, it's Hebrew, joy, chedfa. Now, there's a couple of other words that are used in Hebrew for joy as well, but this one has something specific about it. If I would um, congratulate you on happy holidays, I would say chag um, sameach. I would say like happy or joyful holiday. I wouldn't use that word chedfa, the joy word. There's a really deep revelation in that that I want to talk about today. Chedfa. According to the Bible, it's also a refuge. So it doesn't just mean joy. It actually means refuge. The refuge of the Lord is my strength. It also means prevail. The prevailing of the Lord is my strength. The refuge of the Lord is my strength. Hebrew words are like boxes where you have one aspect and then realize that it has so much more revelation to it. There's a depth to it that you just, I feel like you just keep on packing it. Well, it means that, but it means so much more. Another explanation for the word chedfa is protection. The protection of the Lord is my strength. There's a lot in that word joy. And it's used throughout the Bible, and I want to have a look at a couple of different verses where they use that specific word, joy. In John 17, verse 13, it says, Jesus gave us his word, but now I am coming to you and I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. So Jesus says, while I'm still in the world, may they, which is us, have the joy made complete. It means that there, there's a process in it. There can be a completion in that joy. I believe it's a process of revelation where you start to understand why that joy is our strength. In Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in union with the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. That word rejoice is that same word, chedfa. Be joyful in the union with the Lord always. 
His joy is in that union with us. There's a revelation in that. When you're motivated by love, because God is love, you're filled by a motivation of joy towards that other person. It's a strength. It blows my mind to kind of try to understand what God's motivations are. It's always going to be about that relational aspect with someone else because he's love. So he finds joy in the union with us. His joy is in the union with the connection with us. That gives him joy. Because everything God does is motivated by love. He wants to connect. It brings joy to his heart. That's a revelation. That he rejoices in that connection that he has with us. Isaiah 40, verse 29. He invigorates the exhausted and gives strength to the powerless. Again, in that word strength, they're using that same word, chedfa. He invigorates the exhausted and gives strength to the powerless. He gives that refuge to the powerless. In Proverbs 10, verse 29, the way of Adonai, the Lord, is a stronghold to the upright, but a ruin to those who do evil. The way of the Lord is a chedva. It's a refuge. Do you know how it says Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life? His way is a refuge. When you do it his way, you're walking in that chedva, in that joy. It all ties together. Psalms 29 verse 1, Psalm of David. Give Adonai, or the Lord, his due. You who are godly, give Adonai his due of glory and strength. Again, they're talking about the word chedva. When I see give Adonai his due of glory and strength, to me that means worship. Worship him. Give him due for the glory and strength that we receive. I'll read it one more time. A psalm of David, give Adonai his due. You who are godly, give Adonai his due of glory and strength. That's worshipping him. Like, God, I honor you for what you give us. I honor you for that glory and strength. I honor you for the chedva. I honor you for the refuge. I honor you for who you are, for the prevailing strength that you are in me. Does it make sense? Steep stuff. 2 Samuel 22, verse 33. God is my strength and my protection. God is my chedfa. God is my joy. God is my protection. And his joy is my strength. The revelation of that union that he wants with us is my strength. Now, why is that, that that's a strength? 
Everything we do when it comes to jobs or friendships or even health, connections with people, everything is temporary. It can change in a heartbeat. We've just prayed through healing. One moment you could have your healing or your strength or your well-being. The next moment it might change. Everything is based on circumstances. Everything is temporary. Everything can change in a heartbeat. But that never changes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You could take everything away from a person, but the union, the connection with the Father, it's an unbreakable covenant. It doesn't depend on circumstances. It's a refuge. You can lose everything you have. You could go bankrupt. You could lose your job. You could lose connection with family members. You could lose friends. But that union with the Lord is something that nobody can ever take away from you. Ever. It never depends on your circumstances. It's a refuge that no matter what, you can always go back to that. It will never be robbed. It will never be dependent on anything around you. It's an unbreakable refuge of strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Mark 12, verse 30. And you are to love Adonai, the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul, with all your understanding and with all your strength. All your chedfa. You are to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your understanding, and all your joy. All that prevailing refuge. The revelation of the union that you have with him. All your strength. It's an amazing word, and there's so much more to it than to just say it's joy. You could write books on that word. Blows me away. Joy will shift us into a place of worship. Start rejoicing in the Lord and you're worshiping. When your heart goes out to him, that's what he wants. See, he calls us to a place of worship, but it actually says that God rejoices over us. Our worship is relatively very small to the joy that he experiences when he connects to us. Because everything God does is motivated by love. It's who he is. And if we think that we're giving him everything, he's actually giving us more. Because there's nothing else in him than joy and love and peace. Isn't that amazing? That he rejoices over us. There's even a scripture in the Bible somewhere. I can't remember where it is, but it says that he sings over us. Imagine if you heard the Lord, Catherine, I love you. Imagine if you heard the Lord sing over you. Wow. I wonder what he'd be singing. Like, Paul, you're amazing. <laughs> the moment you walk in the door, you would hear the Lord, da-da-da-da, here you are. I have been waiting for this moment. I'm in union with you. you know? I'm not a singer, but bear with me, right? Imagine hearing that joy of the Lord every time he connects to you. And that's what he does. He rejoices over you. He sings over you. It blows me away. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
Do you know what the joy of the Lord is? It's what he finds in you. It's the union that he finds with you. That's what his joy is. There's another verse in Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2, and I'm going to read it out twice because it's a complex verse. It says, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us too put aside every impediment that is the sin which easily tampers, hampers our forward movement and keep running with endurance in the contest set before us, looking away to the initiator and completer of that trusting, Yeshua, Jesus, who in exchange for obtaining the joy set before him, endured execution. I'll read it one more time. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us too put aside every impediment that is the sin which easily hampers our forward movement and keep running with endurance in the contest set before us, looking away to the initiator and completer of that trusting, Jesus, who in exchange for obtaining the joy set before him endured execution. Obtaining the chedva. In exchange for that, he endured execution. He must have had such a great revelation of what the chedva, joy of heaven was, that he said, even though I would like to get this cup past me, I'm going to go through the execution. The joy of heaven was set before him. And the revelation of heaven and the joy of heaven was so big to him that he said, I'm going to lay down everything I have because of your salvation and because of what it means. Isn't that amazing? That that refuge, revelation, was so big to him that he was willing to lay down everything, including his own life. He finds joy in your salvation. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He rejoices over us. He rejoices over your salvation. So much that Jesus was willing to lay his life down for us. Wow. That just blows me away. To me, that means that I need a bigger revelation of what that salvation actually means. I need to understand more why that joy is my strength. There's much more to it. More to it than just joy. There's a revelation in that. That that joy is my strength. And that he was willing to lay down everything for that joy set before him. So there's two things that the Lord rejoices in. One is the union. The other one is the joy of your salvation. That's what gives him joy. So when it says in the Bible, the joy of the Lord is my strength, he's talking about connecting to you. He's talking about the heavenly salvation. It says somewhere in the Bible that the angels rejoice every time somebody comes to the Lord. Every time there's a salvation. It's because they have that revelation. I think sometimes we lose perspective 
on how small everything is. And I'm not saying it's meaningless, right, what we do right now, but how small life is compared to eternity. As it goes on and on and on, it never stops. Imagine if everything I experience right now in the world was in this. All my life, all experience was all here. And then I would have an extension of the heavenly revelation, I've come to the Lord. And you would measure it like it's that much more. And then you talk about eternity, it's even more, even more, even more. And you realize that it never stops. Suddenly my whole earthly existence here is very small to the point that it loses priority. And I think that's what the Lord understood when he laid his life down. That even though there was value in that, his life wasn't meaningless. But suddenly it lost priority because of the heavenly perspective of salvation. It is. He understood that. And even though he didn't want to go through the excruciating pain of being executed, crucified, he was willing to do it because he had a revelation of that joy, that refuge, that chedfa. He knew it. And he so wanted union that he was willing to lay down everything. That joy is my strength. It can never be robbed. It can never be tampered with. It can never be stolen. It's not dependent on circumstances. It doesn't depend on your opinion. It doesn't depend on your belief. It all depends on my choice. When I choose that, it's a refuge. It can never, ever, ever be taken away. It's, everything can change in life. But that is a refuge. Nobody can take it from me. I could go bankrupt. I could end up in prison. I could lose my friends. I could lose family. I could stop going to church. Not a good idea. But that union can never be stolen because it doesn't depend on circumstances. Ever. It's a refuge. I love that. Isn't that amazing? The joy of the Lord is my strength. In Isaiah 65 verse 19, it says, I, which is God, will rejoice in Jerusalem and take joy, chedfa, in my people. I preached earlier a whole message about how we are grafted into that vine how we are grafted into Jerusalem, into the promises of his promised land, promised people. When he speaks about Jerusalem, we are grafted into that promise. So I'll read it again. I, God, will rejoice in Jerusalem and take joy in my people. I will take chedva in my people. There's a refuge and a union and a rejoicing over us and over the connection that we have with him that is a continuous, continuous strength in our lives that will never change. Yeah. What would God's style be? 
What would his way of connecting be to us? Questions like that fascinate me. It was when I was reading the Caroline Leaf book about different ways. There was one of them that popped up and it said carpenter. And I thought, I know somebody who was a carpenter. Jesus of Nazareth. You know? He had a certain brain style. And yet he did so much more than that because he wasn't just a carpenter. He was a pastor. He was a healer. He walked in supernatural things. I love to kind of ask questions. I'm one of those people that I'll ask a lot of questions to the Lord. Like, what would I do if I were you? Like, how would you see that? What would that mean if I was you, like you motivated by love? And it kind of places me in the mindset that God has, that everything he does and everything he thinks and everything he believes Everything that he hopes for us is motivated by love. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Why does he have joy? It's because he's motivated by love. He finds that joy in us. He rejoices over us. And he wants us to have a revelation of what that is. He wants us to rejoice in him the way he rejoices over us. He wants us to have a revelation of that union, of the heavenly perspective of what it is to walk in salvation. That ongoing revelation. He wants us to grasp it. He wants us to know what it is to find strength in that revelation, to find our joy in him to rejoice over him the way he rejoices over us. He wants a heavenly exchange with us. All through the Psalms, you can find verses where it says, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in me. It's because he does it over us. He rejoices over us. He sings over us, loves the connection with us. I want to be motivated the way he's motivated, by love. I want an ongoing revelation of what it is to have that joy be my strength. Amen? Okay. That's it for today, guys. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Lord, I thank you for that word, that that joy is our strength and that you want to reveal more of why you rejoice over us and what we're actually rejoicing in when we connect to you. Lord, I'm asking you for an ongoing revelation of what our salvation actually means. A revelation of the union that we have with you and why it brings joy to your heart. And Lord, I'm asking you to allow us to grow in that joy and that rejoicing so that we do it wholeheartedly from a bigger understanding of how you laid everything down. Your son Jesus, his life for that joy. Lord, I'm asking you for a spiritual revelation of why that joy is our strength. Something that can never be taken, 
can never be robbed. That's everlasting and eternal. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to have a meal together. Sermon was slightly shorter than what we usually do. It's a quarter past seven. Usually we go to seven thirty, but we're going to rejoice together, have union together, connect together, and rejoice in our heavenly Father and in that revelation that He has over us. Amen. Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com.au.